The message for today is from Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. Can we open to Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27? Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Anybody needs a Bible? Anyone needs a Bible? Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea. And so the boat was, so that the boat was covered with the waves. Suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Who was asleep? Jesus was asleep. Have you ever wondered why Jesus was asleep? Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful? You of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. There was a great calm. So the men marveled saying, who can this be? That even the winds and the sea obey him. The first thing that we need to understand is um, Jesus entered a boat. Now this boat that is called a boat here in, 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 um, in Matthew is actually a little bigger than a small boat. It's almost like a small ship, okay? Like a small ship. Interesting thing that we need to understand here. Jesus enters the boat. Yeshu us He goes into the boat, and the disciples follow him. Correct? Right? Quite often we just follow Jesus. We follow Jesus. We go where he goes. We go where he wants us to go. We take. We do what he wants us to do. We follow him. Just like these disciples, they followed him. They followed him wherever he wanted them to go. So these disciples followed Jesus into the boat. And in this boat was Jesus Christ. Along with everyone else. What happened next? Suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea. What is a tempest? A tempest is a storm. Uh, but it's not a storm. That is just... Um, a normal storm. Actually, you'll be shocked at the word. The word used in Greek for this word tempest is a word called seismos. Seismos is the word from which we get the word seismic. It's from where we get earthquakes. So seismos meant not just an earthquake, but seismos meant a storm 
that was really shaking things up. It was a storm that was really shaking. So it's not just a storm when some rain was falling, but it was a storm where the boat was literally shaking. It was shaking, 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 shaking. Everything, literally the ground beneath them, the boat was shaking completely. The whole boat was shaking. What do you think those disciples were going through when their boat was shaking? And not only that, he says the boat was shaking and the boat was covered by the waves. Covered by the waves basically means, uh, you know, the waves were falling on the boat. The waves were concealing the boat, literally. So what do you think the disciples were thinking about when the storm was on? What do you think they were thinking about? What do you think was going through their mind when the storm was on? Here is a boat. Jesus is there. The disciples are there. There is a storm. Jesus is sleeping. <laughs> and the disciples, what is happening to the disciples? What are the disciples going through when the storm is there? It's earth-shaking storm. It's a storm with the waves that are covering him, covering up the, the... Remember, Jesus was sleeping, but the waves are falling on the boat. But Jesus is sleeping. The water didn't wake him up. Jesus was sleeping. The waves kept falling, but Jesus was sleeping. The waves kept falling, but Jesus was sleeping. And the disciples, what do you think the disciples were going through? What do you think the feelings were there? What emotions were there in their mind? What were they trying to do? Think about it. They're all fishermen, mostly fishermen, in a fishing boat. There is a storm. It's raining heavily, there's thunder, there's lightning, there are waves that are falling on the, on the ship. Jesus is sleeping. What do you think the disciples, these fishermen were doing? They were just following their instinct, correct? Do you think these disciples faced such a storm for the first time? Poil about no, 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 no. They were fishermen. As fishermen, they would have faced storms a lot of times. But what was their instinct? What were they doing? The moment the storm came, they were probably trying to help themselves. Do you understand? They were trying to help themselves. They were trying to save themselves. That is what fear does. Fear leads us to do something stupid. You know what it leads us to do? Fear leads us to solve the problem ourselves. We tend to solve the problem ourselves. And I can almost picture those people, those fishermen, just trying to draw the nets, just trying to hold the, hold the, the pull the ropes, make sure that the sails are drawn. Somebody must be there taking buckets and buckets of water out. They're all trying their best. They're all trying their best to try and save themselves. 
What else do you think they were doing? Out of fear in that boat. What were they doing out of fear in that boat? Did they call out to God? They knew that Jesus was there. What did they do out of fear? What did they do out of fear? They called out to Jesus. Isn't that nice? If if I sorry or kano ki sangle galya agar kisi ko bola ki apne problemo me Yeshu ko pukaro, tuja problemon Jesu kapoi. Ami kine montoli. What will we say? Am kya bolenge? Acha acha hai. That's good. Tempore. Correct. Jesu kine monta. What does Jesus say? Tumka bhavar tha monta to. Jesus says you have no faith. But then they do something right. They look to Jesus. They say, "Jesus, help us." Jesus gets up and says, "You people have no faith. Why? Why does he say that? Look at the words that he used. Why are you fearful? Why are you fearful? Lord, save us," he says. "Save us," he says. "We are perishing. We are perishing. We are going to be destroyed." They are going to be destroyed. Listen to the words. Lord save us. We are perishing. We are going to be destroyed. Jesus was right there. Was right there. Jesus twins ashillo. Jesus was there. To understand to understand how bad that was, I want you to go a bit ahead. Go to verse 18. In verse 18, Jesus, when evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demonized, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick. Yeh dekha un logo ne? They saw this that people who were sick were healed. All who were sick were healed. They saw it. Not over. Look ahead, verse fourteen. When Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. Ye bi dekha un logon ne? This also they saw. And Peter's mother-in-law was just healed. Not over. Go ahead. From verse five to verse thirteen, we come to know about the centurion servant. The centurion servant was not well. The centurion comes and asks him. Jesus just says a word, and the centurion servant is healed. Long distance, the servant is not even there, but the servant is healed. They saw this also. Not over. If you go to to chapter four, if you go to chapter four, verse twenty-three. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. Matthew chapter four, verse twenty-three. 
all kinds of sickness, all kinds of diseases among the people. Do you understand what that means? All sickness and all diseases. All kinds of sickness. Then his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought to him all sick who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demonized, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him. You know what's the meaning of multitude? More than 30,000 people together. It's called a multitude. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, beyond the Jordan. That's a huge area. Syria is a long way off. His disciples saw all this. They saw that every disease was gone. Every sickness was gone. People who were paralyzed started walking. People were almost dead and started walking again. They saw all of this. And yet in Matthew 8, verse 25, what did they say? What did they say? Lord, save us. We are perishing. They knew that Jesus was with them. But they didn't have the calm assurance that everything is going to be okay because Jesus is in the boat. They didn't have that calm assurance. They were not at peace inside. But still, they turned to Jesus, no? They turned to Jesus to help them. They looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, help us. They turned to him. Why does Jesus look down upon them still? So many people who were sick, they came to Jesus. They said, Jesus, please heal. And he would heal. His disciples say, Lord, please save us. We are perishing. And he says, you are of little faith. Why? Have you ever thought about it? Have you understood? Have you understood? Itli munsha shilli. Dwe da shilli thi. Itne sab admi the. Bimar the wo. Sab logun ko Yeshu ke saamne lai. They brought him before, brought them before Jesus. Jesus healed. Jesus healed. His disciples look to Jesus and say, Lord, save us, we are perishing. And Jesus literally gives them a firing. You have little faith, he says. Why? For what reason? What does Jesus do next? Can you see that? What does he do next? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great... There was a great, I can't hear you. There was a great calm. Okay. There was a great calm, a great shanti that was there. 
Let's turn to Mark chapter 4. Same incident. Mark chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 8, he says, You of little faith, why are you so fearful? In Mark chapter 4, he says, Why are you so fearful? Oh, you, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? <laughs> Look at that. Verse 37 of Mark 4. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat. So that it was already filling. But he was in the stern. And I like Mark because I like the dramatic uh, effects that he puts there. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow. <laughs> Jesus was not just sleeping just like that. He was not drunk. He was sleeping on a pillow. Probably a blanket over him. What did the disciples do? They wake him up. They wake him up. Jesus, oot, oot, oot. Get up, Jesus, get up. We are perishing. Come on, get up, get up, get up. Save us. Do they go to some other gods? No, no, no. They go to Jesus. Do they pray to some other idols? No, 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 no. They go to Jesus. And yet Jesus gets up, he looks all around and he says, why are you so scared? Why do you have no faith? Why does he say it? The moment we understand it, we will understand what Jesus is really trying to say. Jesus then gets up and what does he say? He looks to the sea, to the wind, he rebuked the wind and he said, Peace, be still. And what happened? The wind just died down. Correct? The wind just died down. What did Jesus want the disciples to do? What was he expecting of the disciples? What was Jesus expecting of the disciples? What was Jesus expecting of the disciples? What was he expecting of the disciples? What was he thinking that the disciples should do? See, we need to understand what Jesus was expecting of the disciples because we, we might be just like those disciples. Following Jesus, praying to Jesus alone, but still Jesus looking to us and saying, Why are you so fearful, you of little faith? Because we've got to check out what Jesus was expecting of those disciples. What do you think he was expecting of those disciples? First thing he was expecting from the disciples. Jesus' expectations from the disciples. First thing is no fear. No fear. Why no fear? Why no fear? Anybody knows why no fear? No, 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 no. God is with them, that's true. But why no fear? Because this is Matthew chapter 8. 
before matthew chapter 8 in matthew chapter 6 he has already taught them how to pray you know how he taught them to pray he said our father which means before they entered in the boat jesus already taught them that god is your father before jesus was in the boat god already taught jesus already taught them that god is their father there's nothing to fear god is your father before they were in the boat they were on the mountain and jesus was telling them on the mountain do not worry do not worry you're more precious than the sparrows on the grass before they were in the boat jesus taught them something even more important he said ask and it will be given to you seek and you shall find knock and the door shall be opened and yet they were scared yet they were scared remember it was not a normal preacher who gave a talk jesus christ gave a talk and they were still scared Jesus Christ gave a talk and they were still, still scared. What did Jesus expect of them first? No fear. Why no fear? Kyun dar nahi? Why no fear? Because God is their what? God is their father. Not only was God their father, but God was God. He knows everything. He understands everything. And so God is never shocked. God is not in an emergency. God is never shocked by an emergency. God is never surprised. Sorry to if I am a child and i have a father and there is a situation that happens and somebody comes to beat us up and i see my father also all scared what's going to happen to me i'm going to be what scared but if god is my father i need to understand that god is never scared and god is not shocked and god is not surprised so what should my attitude be that is that no no fear what else did jesus expect of those disciples what else did he expect of those disciples what else was he expecting of those disciples tell me he expected them to see listen what does he said why are you so fearful which means he expected them not to have any fear why do you have little faith and in mark he says why do you have no faith correct why do you have no faith which means he expected them to what 
Have faith. What does have faith mean? Trust God completely. Correct? What does he want? What did he want them? What disposition did he want them to have? A peaceful, calm disposition, knowing that God is in charge and God will take care of them. Correct? Yes? That is what he expected them to do. Till here we have heard the message. Time and again, many preachers, many pastors, many people have spoken about this. You're not supposed to have any fear. You're supposed to trust God. You're not supposed to have any fear. You're not supposed to trust God. But if you look into it, the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us something else in here. What was Jesus' response to the storm? What was Jesus' response to the storm? He got up. He rebuked the wind and the waves. And he says, now keep quiet. Be calm. Be still. Be at peace. And they became at peace. Correct? What did he want the disciples to do? He wanted them to stand up in the boat. Look to the wind and the waves and say, be calm. Do you understand? Not only did he want them to have no fear, not only did he want them to have trust, but he wanted them to understand that they have authority. That they have authority. We are kings and queens, my dear brothers and sisters. I want you to turn to Revelations chapter 1. Look at Revelation chapter 1. Verses 5. And from Jesus Christ the faithful witness. The firstborn from the dead. The ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us. And washed us from our sins in his own blood. And look at this verse 6. And made us. What did he make us? Kings. And priests. Kings and priests. To his God and father. Kings and priests. You are a king in Christ. You're not just a priest. You're a king and a priest. Because you're a priest, you can praise God directly. You can thank God directly. But you're not just a priest. You're a king and a priest. And if you are a king, you have been given authority. We have authority over the natural realm and over the spiritual realm in Jesus Christ. We have authority. And so what Jesus expected them to do was this. Stand up in that boat. Look to the waves and the wind. And say, we rebuke you. In the name of our Lord. And we command you, be still. And all of that would be still. Why? Because God was their father. That is the reason Jesus looks at the disciples and says, 
Why do you have no faith? Why do you have no faith? If I have faith, then I depend on God. I trust in God. And I also know that God is my father. And I have a position of authority because God is my father. And I am a king and a priest because God is my father. And so my faith will be worked out. Turn to James. If you look at the letter of James, look at what he says. James chapter 2 verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is what? Dead. If you say you have faith and you are standing saying, I trust in Jesus, I have faith and a storm comes and you are crying out and saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Please help me. I'm perishing. I'm perishing. Please help me. Then you have no faith. But if you have faith, You will stand and you will command the problem to go. And it will go. Because you are a king in Christ. Because he shed his blood. He shed his blood. It was not water that was shed. His blood was shed. It was precious. Jesus didn't come from heaven to earth just to forgive us our sins. He came to forgive us our sins and make us kings. To redeem us from the clutches of sin. And then to commission us as kings. That's what he came for. He didn't just come on earth. To redeem the Israelites from the Egyptians. He brought them out of the Egyptians. And into the promised land. He goes the whole way. He doesn't just do part of the job. Jesus came to do the whole deal. To take us out from sin. And On the throne as kings. You have authority. You have authority. You can command. And it will happen as long as you do it in the will of God. But if you have faith. If you trust God. If you are seeking God in everything. Then you automatically know what is God's will and what is not God's will. And you will speak and it will happen. And you will speak to sicknesses that people around you have and those sicknesses will go. And you will be called for funerals, not to mourn, but to raise people up from the dead. Because when you speak, it will happen, you have authority. And you will see people who are lame on the streets, but they will walk. They will be blind. But they will see. Because you have authority. Amen. You have authority. As Jesus had authority. He came to be our representative. To show us the love of the father. The love of the father. Is so great. It's an extravagant love. It's a lavish love. That he takes wretched sinners like us and makes us kings. 
We are not gods. We are not. We are human beings. Given the authority of kings and queens. We are not God. And that's the beauty of it. We have been given authority. They were going in that boat on a mission. What was the mission? Go to chapter 5. If you see chapter 5, there was a man. That man was demon possessed. In him was 6,000 demons. And Jesus was going to set him free. That was the one mission. After he sets him free, Jesus goes away from that place, goes back into the boat. So imagine, he comes from one side, crosses the river, through the storm, to save one man. One man. It depends. Matthew says two. So it can be two men also. Maybe one or two men. But that's it. He came to save one or two men. Who were demonized. Jesus came all this way for those one or two men. Because next we, we read that he... They send him away. They say, go away from here, Jesus. And they sit him, he sits in the boat and goes away to another place. He had a mission. And on this mission, there was an obstacle. What was the obstacle? A storm. A storm that was obstructing him from going there. That was going to obstruct the whole plan. Jesus and his team was going to be obstructed from completing their mission. And there was a storm. What did Jesus do? He spoke to the storm and he said, stop. He spoke to the storm and he said, stop. What are you and I supposed to do? What is our life about? Is our life about being on a mission for Christ? Then when the storms come, what is your response going to be? Are you going to be just a person who has dead faith? Faith that is inside. Yes, I trust God. I know he'll help me. I know he'll help me. Please help me. Please, please, please. I know he'll help me. I know he'll help me. Aapko license diya hai, bhai sahab. He's given you license. A license to command the situation to be resolved. He has given you a license. What are you doing? You have authority. Is it wrong to pray? No, it's not wrong to pray. But you also have authority. We pray, but we also have authority. And we command that situation that Satan tries to bring to go away. And it will go away. Look at verse 41 of Mark chapter 4. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, 
who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him you see they don't get the point still they still don't get the point they still don't get the point they were wondering who jesus was it was obvious he was god come down as flesh but jesus was going beyond that he was not concerned about his popularity he was not concerned about telling people who he was but he was concerned about telling people who they can be if they put their faith in christ if they put their faith living faith with authority amen can we close our eyes Father we thank and praise you Lord that you have made us kings and queens Lord in you We thank and praise you that you have made us kings and queens Lord that you have given us authority Lord We ask you Lord to remove every fear Lord We ask you Lord to help our unbelief oh Lord to help us trust in you lord and more importantly lord to understand that you have given us authority lord we thank and praise you lord for this authority that you have given us lord we thank and praise you lord we make a firm decision lord to have living faith lord not just faith that is dead but living faith lord in Jesus name thank you lord praise you lord glory to you lord jesus hallelujah lord you are the king of kings lord you are the lord of lords lord you are all that we need lord you are all that we desire lord. thank you master praise you lord where is thy faithfulness oh Stop.